All right, here we go. Episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Guys Night once again. It's Derek, Brett, and Mike. How you guys doing this week? Good evening. I, I get. I guess. Good I, I, I guess I could quote uh, this new tag team group in WWE. Uh, the one guy comes out and he does this whole spiel, and then right before he gets in the ring, goes, "Bada boom." Hottest guys in the room. How you doing? <laughs> so we we got we could apply that this week. Sure, no, we're but the only guys is. in the room. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I gotta say that uh, was an epic uh, show ID by uh, Billy West. Yes, uh, yeah. um, he was one of the he's first. Awesome. He's one of the first interviews we did. Oh my god, way back when. Way back when, yeah, it was. Uh, 2013 when we got started. Oh. So, I interviewed him at Megacon. So, um, it was like a 10 minute interview, but oh, it was so much fun. Uh, definitely want to get him back on the show. Sounds like it. So, we'll, ha- we'll have to see what we could pull off. That'd be awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, I, I guess to start off with with the bad news from the week. Mm. Who would yeah. like to tackle? I guess uh, since I put it on, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, the uh, Star Trek actor Anton Yelchin was uh, killed by his own SUV that I guess was under recall. Yeah. It, uh, rolled down the driveway and crushed him. Pinned, what was it, pinned him against his, uh, his, uh, mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're saying he, he died, what, a minute after he got hit? Mm-hmm. Asphyxiation, they That's said. That's crazy. Yeah. Insane. From what I've heard, um, I guess he had filmed all his parts already for the new movie coming out. So he will be in that. It's going to be kind of bittersweet. See yeah. Him, uh, like check off. He was great. Yeah. Him. yeah oh. The question now becomes, do they... Do they kill him off, or they go the Paul Walker Paul Walker route and just ride him off in the sunset, and he goes somewhere else, and we never see from him, hear from him again? They could probably do that because he, he's not—he's like not like one of the main main characters, but 
Well, the, well, the character was only originally brought in from the original series to cover for when George Takai was off working on the Green Berets. Right. And then he was he was loved so much, they brought him back, or they kept him on, um, and moved him to the other chair. Mm. So. And then he he's, he just became a, a fan favorite, beloved character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved him in the, in the voyage home. <laughs> the, yeah. Looking for the nuclear whistle. Nuclear whistles. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Where is the naval base in Alameda? <laughs> yeah, wrong time period to be talking like that around San Francisco. Right. <laughs> I was uh, I was at my dad's house for Father's Day um, when I when I heard the news. And my wife actually told me she saw it on TMZ. And she's Did- like, uh, Anton Yelchin from Star Trek died. I'm like, who? Then she showed me, like, oh, the guy who played Chekhov. That's the same thing. Uh, I was over at my friend's house, and his wife comes running into the room and was saying the same thing. And we're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and then she showed us, and we knew, knew who did, it was. Did, did they have nuclear vessels? Yeah. Indeed. Nuclear vessels. It's all about the nuclear vessels. I have to do to have a Russian accent and just change the uh, B's to W's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, let's see, where, where else? Uh, big, man, lots of news this week. Um, this one I found real interesting. Uh, EntertainmentWeekly.com, I mean, they, they also covered the characters... In um, in Rogue Star Wars Rogue One, but they also because um, they they mentioned briefly the uh, the Grand Admiral Grand Admiral who, if he was blue, would be a dead ringer for Thrawn for Thrawn. Um, but the the big character that everyone was keeping quiet on was Forrest Whitaker. And Forrest Whitaker is playing is actually going to be playing Saul Guerrera, who was an insurgent from the Clone Wars animated series from season five. Uh, according to according to the article, um, Forrest Whitaker's character has been one of the more closely held secrets of of Rogue One, but Lucasfilm is now ready to identify his character as the shadowy freedom fighter Saw Guerrera. Um, the warrior seen in the Rogue One trailer asking, if you continue to fight, what will you become? Um, the character was actually seen in, like I said, season five of The Clone Wars, uh, when he was a young man on the planet of Onderon. Uh, uh, unleashing guerrilla combat on the droid army of separatists who took over his world. Uh, along with his sister, Stella, uh, he fought alongside Darth Vader. But at the time, you know, Vader was more of a Jedi named Anakin. Um, 
the episode he appeared in was War on Two Fronts. Uh, that was the, I think that was the start of the, that was like a two or three series, two or three episode mm-hmm. arc, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, um, Saw and Stella were part of the insurgent group being unofficially trained by Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka. Um, so yeah, um, there are some slight differences from the anime series to Forrest Whitaker's character. Um, I gotta stop saying, um, I just, I just realized, uh, I'm catching, my, catching myself a lot now. Uh, the only, I, go ahead. The, the only thing, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably a small part, because the only thing that bothers me is that it's Forrest Whitaker. And I don't get me wrong, I love Forrest Whitaker, but it's Forrest Whitaker, 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 whatever. <laughs> and when I see it, that's what pops in my head. Not, not. It kind of like takes me out of the movie for a second. You know what I mean? Right. Because I'm so familiar with him. Yeah. But I can get over that. Well, I think everybody thought he was going to play some kind of Jedi with the rumors that were going around. Right. But I, I kind of like that he's not. Yeah. Well, they're they're also saying too. There's supposedly no Jedi in this film. Right. Which totally makes sense. And there doesn't yeah. need to be. Right. Because of when so, it takes place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there I go again. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, the, the differences. Uh, in the animated, uh, Saul's character's eyes are aquamarine, while Whitaker's are brown. Uh, they manipulated the scar that slices over his red eye, up over his left eye instead of bisecting the eyebrow. Uh, it also looks different, too, because, you know, in the original trailer, he was bald. Now he's got a full, full head of hair. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just the way it grows in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, of course, by the, the time this... looks the same when you look at the... between that and that. Yeah, the there's a lot... of the animated character. There's a lot yeah. of similarities. Uh... Kathleen Kennedy tells EW, uh, considering him a battered veteran who leads a band of rebel extremists, he's on the fringe of the rebel alliance. Even they are a little concerned about him. <laughs> so, in other words, a little cuckoo. Yeah. So, Forrest Whitaker's wheelhouse. So she she continues yeah. on um, saying. Part of the reason why they they saved the reveal until now, in addition to having a deeper backstory with the other new ca- other new characters, is Saw is an ally to the Rebel Squad, but he's not really one of them, as she put it. He's off on his own. So, yeah, I, I think this is a. Uh, I'm glad to finally be seeing you know, characters from from the other series pop in, not just from the movies. Right. So now, so now it helps make everything more seem like it it, 
it's all, to use Marvel's term, all connected. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> Only it actually is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do these episodic uh, um, films. Well, the, these are going to be standalones. Oh, I mean, the same. Yeah, I mean, or I, I've seen it both ways. I've seen it a Star Wars anthology, a Star Wars story. Well, make up your mind. Which way yeah. is it? Yeah. Uh, either way, I, I I like the idea of having a a standalone in between an episodic because then one that that kind of keeps Star Wars fresh. So as we're waiting for the episodic to come out, we're getting a tale from history. Right. Or or a bit of legend. Like how did we get the how did the rebels get the plans for the Death Star originally? Um do we get are we going to get another one if they decide to name it Rogue 2? That talks about the Bothans that that get the Death Star, the plans for the second Death Star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be an interesting take as well. I thought when they uh, first brought up, when they first mentioned the name, I thought it was going to be like a tale with a big Stark lighter in the yeah. Rogue One squadron, the X Wing oh, squadron. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That yeah, would have been interesting. I, I, yeah. I, well, and Rogue Squadron was. Uh, what big? Well, no, was it Biggs? See, that was the thing that confused me. Is supposedly Biggs was in it, but he gets killed at the Battle of the Death Star, at the Battle of Yavin. Wasn't he in the books? I thought that he was in the books. I don't remember because he doesn't show up in the later films. Dax is in it, or Wedge is in it. Wedge, maybe that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Because uh, I think Wedge just becomes Rogue One. Luke is Rogue Leader. That's right. So, yeah. I, I would still love to see a Rogue Squadron movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then, of course, we also get Indiana Jones. That's a term they're using. Indiana Jones 5 is going to be a requel. That's R-E-Q-U-E-L. Are they still doing these? And, right. and why, now they're trying to get all crafty with not calling it a reboot. Right. Well, a requel is a rebooting sequel. Right. <laughs> yeah. They have a box of tea to sell you in... Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Well, Iger has has come. Um, these are some of his quotes. Because I forgot, uh, I forgot. He was talking to the Hollywood Reporter about this. He said, "You have another Lucasfilm property, Indiana Jones. Steven Spielberg has agreed to make a fifth film. Will there be an Indiana Jones universe eventually, like Star Wars? Not like Star Wars, no. But we hope. Right now, we're focused on a reboot or a continuum, then a reboot, reboot of some sort. Okay, I understand partially because Harrison Ford is not is not going to be doing this too much longer. Right? Can't believe he's doing it still. I know. So, um, 
Will this be the last film for Harrison Ford in this franchise? Most likely, yes. Uh, now, is my opinion. You know, his quote reboot. You've got Harrison Ford the, for this movie, and then the presumption is there will be a younger. Well, we'll bring them back, but we'll have to figure out what comes next. That's what I mean. It's not like a reboot. It's a boot. <laughs> it's not really a reboot. It's a boot. A reboot. I don't know. <laughs> and of course, these are these are his quotes. Uh, THR has been using the term "requel" for all these sequels that reboot the franchise. Requel. We got Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in the fifth film, but then what's the direction? I've had discussions about what direction, what the direction is, but I don't want to get into it. Um, and then he's asked about. Do you see making more films? Yes, I do, but I don't think it reaches the scale of the Star Wars universe. But I see making more. It just won't be a one-off. And of course, the new Indiana Jones film comes in July of 2019. What if they did like a passing of the torch type thing? And like Harrison Ford like takes on like a younger apprentice and then like gives him the Indiana Jones I don't know well what if, what if it or, what, what if the this film ends with him sitting down with Mary and going did I ever you know or, or sitting down with him writing a book about his adventures mm. and then it, then the sixth film picks up with him still writing or the sixth film starts off with him writing the book his autobiography of sorts then that's how you introduce the new Indiana Jones and you go back to the early years like right out of high school yeah and do do continue with the young Indiana Jones or even his kid not just have a kid isn't that what Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be? Oh, please no. <laughs> yeah, please no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> La- LaBeouf was was decent, but... No, he wasn't. <laughs> okay. He wasn't decent in anything. Well, <laughs> oh, true. Needless to say... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would rather I'd rather go back and see some of the early tales that lead up yeah. to um, Temple yeah. of Doom. Yeah, I, as long as as long as you don't go too far beyond, yeah, you know, into the the time period of Temple of Doom, I think we're okay. Yeah, I think so. Because chrono, I mean, if you if you take the films chronologically, it's Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Lost Crusade. Then crystal, crystal skulls. That, that's right. a chronological order. So, as long as you start before Temple of Doom, we're you know take every because that's still a lot of span. Yeah, there's still there's still a lot of good stories you can tell. Yeah, in that time span. Yeah. Yep. So. So let's go there. You know, what did he do during World War One? Did did he go with Teddy Roosevelt potentially? 
you know, in, into into that time period. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think they just need to let it die. Before <laughs> they sully the good name of the, the series. Yeah, yeah, they gotta be, they're gonna be walking a fine line. Yeah. Where you could either make it better or just crash. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I'm worried. Yep. I I think this is the franchise that I'm more concerned about getting ruined than Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars, there's so much there. Right. Indiana Jones, you have... Well, I got I have faith in in Spielberg, but the problem is with with this you 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 have one central character. It's not like you have a gang of characters to to work around, right? Yeah, or or, or a concept of characters to work around. You That's have an entire universe, exactly. This you can't do a standalone film. Without including indie, in it. I mean, right. it just doesn't exist. Then, yeah, then the whole—that's the whole point. You—you you, you might as well be asking for nuclear vessels. <laughs> um, Indiana Jones now with less Indiana Jones. Right. <laughs> less Indiana Jones, more checkoff. <laughs> um, but. Did you guys ever see the original Judge Dredd with Stallone? Yes. And that was one yes or one no? And one no or two yeses? Yes. Yes. Okay. What did you guys think? I didn't really care for it. I thought Stallone was decent, but I could have done without Rob Schneider. I think it went way... It went a little... You think I Schneider like was Judge too much... Dredd. Was it too much slapstick with him? Yeah. Yeah, I like. I'm a fan of the comics, and I like Judge Dredd to be a little darker. But I mean, it wasn't that bad for when that movie came out. That came out what late eighties, nineties. That's where that's where scrambling. Yeah, first one there. First one there gets nothing. Internet's still failing now. And as the race is on. 1995. Okay. Oh, wow. So still, not too bad. Uh, It was for me, just because I'm such a fan of the comic. That it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Because... And, also because I was actually excited to see Stallone play Dread. His performance wasn't bad. No, he didn't do bad. He did he did what I was expecting him to do. I think it's just everything around him that was not what I wanted it to be. If Snyder kept more along the lines of when he was on the prison shuttle Yeah. And, and he's looking at Stallone I was like, God, I've seen this guy before. And then puts the hand up and covers the eyes. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> more of that? Great. But yeah, Snyder did get a little more 
I didn't mind him in the beginning of the film either on why yeah. he was being arrested. But yeah. I think I think they camped it up almost a little too much after. I think so, yeah. If they had toned it down a little bit, I think it would have been better. Now, what about Carl Urban's Dread? That that was a good movie. I like that. And and Carl Urban was phenomenal as Dread. He was yeah. perfect. I I actually enjoyed it. Well, of course there's been the talk that oh, it's going to be a Netflix show. Oh, I would Why love not? that. Well, I think you might like this better. At Denver Comic Con, uh, on a at a panel that had Carl Urban, he he brought to the limelight that Dread Two is in development. Yes, please. So, so I'm going to ask at this point: Would you rather see a movie on the big screen or a 13 part episode? Ooh, I'd much rather see the episode. Me too, definitely. Because they because they can make each episode a standalone procedural, but still do something that ties in a common right. storyline. And as a Netflix show, it would be it would be great. Yeah, I like Carl Urban too. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, so he he brings out that. Uh, the issue is, according to Urban, is that there's been no awareness for Dread when it came out. Making a sequel to the film yeah. is an uphill battle because the movie did not do great at the box office. So a sequel was sort of written off. However, once people knew about it, the DVD sales went through the roof, which proved there were, there was an audience for it. It just has to be reached. Yeah, at the time, I felt... And that's the same thing with John Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen John Carter yet. Was that Lionsgate too? No. Uh, John Carter was Disney. Okay. Yeah. Which followed up with The Lone Ranger later that year. And it was like, yeah, two bombs one year. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah. So giant, giant duck can make some stinkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a, well. It was because of the Lone Ranger, or shall we say, Pirates of the Caribbean in the desert. <laughs> um, where where you had Johnny Depp reprising Captain Jack Tonto. Hell, yeah. hell, Kim Nasabi, um, say say, snip snip. <laughs> Um. Yeah, because of Lone Ranger, Bruckheimer got got a budget cut for on Stranger Tides. So, um, now here here was another here was another interesting one. We kind of brought this up briefly on Mighty Marvel Geeks last week. Did you know Jessica Jones almost ended up on ABC? Oh, oh my yeah, god! I heard I heard you guys horrible. talking about that. Oh my god, it's our only listener. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for another shout out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Calling uh, Eric the wrong name again? No, this time they were talking about my love of the new Spider Man game. Or my oh, excitement. Thanks. My excitement for it, I should yes. say. Hey, I do the shout outs when I can. <laughs> um, so apparently, the according to showrunner Melissa Rosenberg, 
um, Jessica Jones had a lot more latitude than than Marvel Marvel television series and movie and movies are usually allowed. Usually they're kept to like a PG thirteen parameters. However, there were a few things Marvel would not allow. According to Rosenberg, no f bombs. I can't. I can't believe that when I read that. I like like she said. I could have swore that it was said in there, but I guess it wasn't. So yeah, I, I know, right? Yeah. But yet, but yet, in the original, in in Alias, first page, first word is the f bomb. I think it's said like a total of six or yeah. seven times on that first page. That's because Bendis can't write anything else. The other words but that. Um. I disagree, but that's all right. <laughs> and, and then she says, because uh, I guess she was talking at the Hollywood Reporter's annual drama showrunner roundtable. Um, she continues on. And if anyone was going to say the F word, sorry, clean shell, I'm not going to say the word. Um, it will, it will, we all know what you mean. It would be Jessica Jones. Sometimes I was like, please let me put in, let me put one and never. But what's funny is, people have said she didn't say the F word. I could have sworn she did. That's because that's because Ritter can deliver the F bomb with her face. Her look says it. <laughs> she she could she could be saying potato. And the other thing is, there's no there's sex to some degree, but there really wasn't any nudity. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. I I can only I I only think of one instance. I think there was a scene with uh, Patsy. I think. Yeah, Patsy and the cop. Yeah. Um. Then people were saying, "There's no nudity." Wait a minute, that was really graphic sex. She added, "It was all about the attitude and how it's shot, and how it's acted with raw lust." Because I I'm trying to think. Even with Jessica, we never saw a front with her, and I and rarely with the back. We we didn't see anything from mid back down in the nude from her. Yep. And, and even even if we did see just her back, it was still, I mean, far enough out you didn't see anything else. Mm-hmm. But Patsy. Patsy's where I catch a, a loophole yeah. or a continuity error uh, with that scene because it, it starts what is it it starts off with her wearing a tank top and then as it pans around to the front all of a sudden the tank top's gone mm-hmm. it's like okay continuity error somebody somebody missed that tear away shirt could be, but there was no tearaway action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was off panel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's. I found that interesting. No, no F bombs. Wow, that, that really gives you some insight on. Uh, and no nudity. Control that Disney has. <laughs> Not only that, but how how to do things 
yeah. and and make it seem like it's one thing, but it's not really what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you would think oh the there was it was so raw that there had to have been some, especially mm. when we get shows like Orange Is the New Black, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Masters of Sex, Black right. Sail. Uh, how many? What other ones am I missing that there's a lot of TNA in? I mean, shoot! I remember growing up as a kid, you know, HBO watching First and Ten because of it. But then, again, I was was in middle school, high school when all that came out. But still, I mean, that's why we watch the HBO shows, right? But could you imagine how much better the show Monsters would have been if, if there was more nudity on it? <laughs> well, it's like when you watch HBO shows and a thing comes comes up in the beginning, the uh, warning thing. Yeah, and if it doesn't say nudity on it, you're like, oh, I'm not gonna like this episode. <laughs> That's what's funny because because on a different game we we're uh, binge watching like three episodes of Game of Thrones in, the, in a row over the weekend and. One of the episodes had like like adult situations and violence, and but it didn't have the nudity. It's like it had everything but nudity in it. I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, Come on. Uh, uh, what, what's what's the fun one when when you get um, explicit sexual content, but there's no list of nudity? I was like, yeah, oh yeah. Like, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, people were uh, writing when uh, Marjorie Tyrell didn't have to do the uh, walk of uh, shame like Cersei. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I guess going back to Game of Thrones real quick, uh, what's her name? Uh, who? Dragon Queen. Dragon Mother. Amelia Clark. Yes. Yeah, you know, she was yes. so anti, what, after season three, no, no nudity. It was after season one. No, she shows in two. Oh. Yep, but she uh, she has a body double now. Well, no. Apparently, in season six, a couple episodes ago. That was all... No, that, she said that was all her, because she explained yeah, why she did it. Yep. Oh. She explained why she did it. She goes, that was just oh, one well, of those that had, they had to be done. Oh. That's what the character would do. Because that wasn't that wasn't a sex scene or anything like that. That was or, uh, getting burned. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it was a kind of an empowerment scene. Yeah. Well, she. I don't think she. Her character never really had any sex scenes in the early seasons. It was just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, season one, but after that, really no. No, no. There was a couple, but there was one. I remember there was one. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> I know there was there was a couple, but not as much for her. Yeah, very little with her. So, did uh, did you, have you guys seen the last episode yet? I uh, know I've caught up everything, but that one. Oh, I, I still haven't caught up to. Uh, I'm on episode two of season five. Ugh. Well, let me let me just say this much. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry. Except I will say that the last episode did not have any nudity in it, 
but what it did have made up for that. <laughs> it was definitely one of the best episodes ever of that show. Just phenomenal. Okay. And th- that's all I'm going to say. I, I, I'm going to say I was disappointed since I've been slowly catching up. I was disappointed with the Red Wedding. It, really? It, it wasn't... I mean, yeah, the the mass bloodshed and whatnot, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's probably from your, like, from my perspective, I've never read the books, so all I know is the show. I haven't either. Oh, yeah. But, but, so I was not expecting that scene to happen because I didn't know about it. So for me, it was just like a, it was shocking and it was. Oh, it was shocking. But when I figured out, oh, this is the Red Wedding, I, I expected, well, yeah, but you, I expected you knew it to be. It was coming, too. Because you, you knew about the Red Wedding. Yeah. See, I, I had never heard of the Red Wedding. I didn't know anything about it. So when it happened, when I was watching it, I was like, I was, I was pretty shocked by it. That must be kind of nice for you, though, not re- having read the books so much, so you don't get spoiled because you know what's going on. Yeah. I've read all the books, so I know what I was expecting it and it was coming up. Yeah, see, so for you, that's, it, it's like a whole do. So we all kind of have a different perspective on it, which is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, this is probably the, the, the TV show that I've ever seen that uh, pays so much or so close to the books, really? As uh, as the show is, yeah, it's it's really close. Until really? now, until yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Now we're in uncharted uh, uh, territory. So, oh, cool. As I pull up our next story, uh, I see Ben. I see off to the side. It's a little blur. Ben Ten series. It's going to debut a new series. New Ben Ten series is going to debut on Cartoon Network. Interesting. The, you, an, the animation looks the, uh, a lot different. Have either of you seen the new Voltron yet? Not no. yet. How is I it? I started watching it. It's interesting. Okay. I, I like it so far. I've, I've watched about five episodes? Four episodes. Okay. There's some things I like about it, some things I don't like about it. Does it like uh, have to do with the original series when I take it? Hmm... It's well. It's a full reboot. Okay. Uh, so it takes some things from the original series and then changes a lot of things too. Okay. Is it is it with the lions or is it with the Viet, with the cars? It's it's the lion, the lions one. See, that was the thing that confused me back in the day. We get Voltron yeah. and it's all the lions, and all of a sudden they start showing all the. The, the Voltron with the cars, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, when did this, how did this come about? And you come and find out that that took place before the Lions. Yep. It's like, say what? I just recently bought at my local comic shop a uh, used DVD of the Voltron movie that has both Voltrons in it. Wow. Actually, technically, there's three Voltrons. Because there's another one that's made up of like three robots or something like that, but nobody really knows much about that one. But yeah, I have I have a movie that has both those two Voltrons in it, the Lions and the Cars one. Okay. Which I haven't watched yet, but 
Yeah, all I remember from the kid was the uh, Lions. I remember, really, really remember the the cars. The cars one seemed really complicated too, because it was like yeah, like like twenty twenty different vehicles or something like that. It was like cars and ships, and it was weird. Helicopters, planes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Scooters, rollerblades, <laughs> tricycles. Uh, it's, it's, just it giant it's just a giant electromagnet. It's just a giant magnet, and it just tracks everything around it. Yeah. <laughs> it's space debris, Voltron. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, well, I guess to continue on with the TV theme. Grant Gustin kind of teases Flashpoint for the Flash. Makes sense with where the it ended. The season ended up. Yeah, I can't say I'm really surprised. Uh, but it was funny. I was reading through the list of tweets before he, because he had mentioned it, but he said that he couldn't. He just saw that he had seen what the title was, but he couldn't talk about it. But I guess one of the runners or. Or something like that. Okay, to him to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like this kind of drill flashpoint. <laughs> My question is, how much of how much are they going to delve into like the rest of the DC universe? Yeah, that's that? going to be that's huge. Yeah. Well, was it um, Thomas Wayne supposed to be making an appearance in Arrow? Ah, okay. As a vigil- as a vigilante. But they didn't really specify Batman. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I wonder if it's going to affect all the other shows. Maybe that would be the big four-part crossover there. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how they then are able to put Supergirl in the same universe as the Arrowverse. Ah. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Ah, I see the have hit on something. I've seen the light. So I see the flash. Sorry, I'm wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of Supergirl, Linda Carter has been cast as the president of the United States in Supergirl awesome. season two. I love it. Makes sense. I, the I girl centric. Show. So, when at what point do we find out that she's Wonder Woman? (laughs) (laughs) Wonder Woman. That will probably be a slow build. Yeah. She could be like the older one, like in the comics. True. And if that trans- Wonder Woman transition isn't enough, then we'll go with. <laughs> um, apparently, she Carter has voiced the character of Magnolia in Fallout Four, and contributed five original songs to the soundtrack. Really? But, really? Yeah. <laughs> I played it. I didn't know that. Hey, that's what this. This is what this uh, story says. Interesting. Um. So, she will. Uh, she guest starred in an episode of Smallville as Moira Sullivan, 
the estranged mother to Chloe. Um, but she she has been cast as the president of the United States as the series moves to the CW. Her first appearance will be in episode three. So, be interesting. Very cool. I think it'll be a good move. Yeah. Be really interesting. So. Um. So now, I think I'll shut up some since you guys know a little bit more about these stories. So we'll, we'll start off with another Barry Allen story. Which one do we want to do? The uh, meeting or the suit? I think we do the meeting first. I can, you can kind of combine them in a way. That's true, too. Well, uh, Brandon Davis on uh, comicbook.com uh, got invited to see a snippet of... Uh, Warner Brothers uh, Justice League movie um, when they were on set in London. Where, where was uh, our invite? Yeah, yeah, no kid. For the press too, dang it. Uh, but he was uh, really excited about what he saw. Um, loved uh, Ezra Miller's uh, version of the uh, Flash and said that he brought some kind of comic relief uh, to the uh, movie cause compared to Batman vs. Superman was so dark. And bring some lightness to this, and um, I guess the first meeting between Barry and uh, Bruce Wayne is uh, Barry comes into his apartment and uh, runs into Bruce Wayne sitting in a chair waiting for him, and uh, he introduces himself. And Barry's like, "You say that as if it's normal to have a complete stranger sitting in my second favorite chair," <laughs> and, I, and I guess that got some laughs from the uh, press members watching. And um, I guess the uh, Bruce brings up the uh, footage of, uh, that he had from the computer from Batman vs Superman. So kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Um, I'm still not sure. Although this guy, the, the review of it, I really he's really sold on it. So it makes me kind of hopeful at least. I don't know. I'm going to have a hard time adjusting to a new Flash. Yeah, right? it's not Grant. Yeah. No. So, we'll and you also get to see uh, Barry uh, catching a battering as uh, Bruce throws it at him, and he realizes that he's Batman. Hmm. Which I thought it was kind of strange that he's kind of uh, saying who he is that quick to him. Yeah, really. Yeah, revealing his uh, identity to him. Yeah. So I guess let's hit the other side with talk about costume. Want to take that, Derek? Oh, sure. <laughs> Twist that arm a little more. <laughs> no, I, I, lost the, uh, I lost the article for a second there. Better the article than your mind. Well, uh, <laughs> I lost that a long time ago. <laughs> it's why you're here. <laughs> so, there's an article talking about the costume that the Flash will be wearing. And... We saw a little bit of it, uh, barely any of it, in Batman vs. Superman. Oh my gosh, that picture is so ugly. I know, it <laughs> is. What yeah. the heck is that on his head? Uh, I, I'm guessing that has something to do with the time travel of how he went back to, to warn Batman. But I hope it is some kind I, of a device or something. Yeah, it's gotta be. That can't be a part of his regular costume. 
which uh, they're saying is uh, says it's actually a little more like the comics, where presently artists seem to like depicting it as little fragments that come together when it pops out of Barry Allen's ring. I've never so, seen that at all. Can I read the flash. <laughs> The costume designer of Justice League said, So the question was, how many pieces go into a Flash costume? I believe the count is 148. What? What is he, a transformer? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So when the Flash puts his costume on, you'll hear the transformation noise. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have that sound. Gotta have that drop mic. (laughs) Now transition. That's a transition. Uh, there it is. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, look, I'm Barry Allen. Now I'm the Flash. I'm Barry Allen. In my underwear. I don't want... <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> So there's more talk that it's like a prototype suit. So it sounds like it would almost be armor in a way. Like an Iron Man thing. Yeah. Still not not conducive to running really fast. No. It says, then later on it goes on to say, we have this sense of rigid pieces at the front that deflect towards the back. There's a sense of a blade like in a plane wing here and then venting back here. So it all feels very aerodynamic. Why, that just means the... uh, (laughs) I know, right? I got the perfect costume on the TV show. (laughs) Once again, perfect actor, perfect costume on the TV show. Why do they not want to use it? And and after reading this article, the fanboys are going... (laughs) Why? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and the costumer who has to put this on him? Two, four, niner, five. <laughs> <laughs> well, which piece am I on again out of the hundred and whatever, 80 pieces? <laughs> Why won't this piece? Oh, it's a leg piece, not an arm piece. <laughs> it's a Lego? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lego, Lego Flash. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of Justice League, Warner Brothers reve- revealed the logo, which has a v- very much a the new DC logo approach to it, with all the sharp angles and yeah. and cuts to it. Um, and then the star right between the I and the C in Justice. Yeah. Uh, but the synopsis is fueled by his restored faith in humanity. And inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater enemy. Together, Batman and Wonder Woman work quickly to find a, to find and recruit a new team of metahumans to stand against the newly awakened threat. But despite the formation of this unprecedented League of Heroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash... It may be too late to save the planet from assault of catastrophic proportions. So, no Superman in Justice League? 
Plus, I've read some articles where he hasn't been mentioned at all in the Justice League, so I don't know if they're going to be saving him for the second one or the second one or not. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, just trying to keep it under wraps. But going based off the synopsis, this totally changes the whole concept of the Justice League. I mean, it was created by Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. And if you go with the one, the other was it was Superman and Wonder Woman, and they were trying to convince Batman to be a part of it. He would assist, be their tech guy, and create the Watchtower and everything else, but he didn't want to join. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I... I have decided that with the DC movies, I am going to take a wait-and-see approach. (laughs) I'm going to try not to make any judgments until I see. Well, I guess my question with with Justice League is, how far, how much of this are they at where technically Jeff Johns can't do anything to to salvage what they have? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. Or even Affleck, so... Um, I thought this was a fun story to end the show with because I remember watching the show and I think it's great um, D. Bradley Baker who was the original voice of Olmec is returning for the Legends of the Hidden Temple movie and that is awesome I wish I had an Olmec clip to play but I don't. Um, D. Bradley Baker, uh, who was the voice of the talking head, or the idol, Olmec, uh, for actually all 120 episodes, uh, will be coming back along with, uh, and this is going to be part of a TV movie reboot, relaunch uh, to the show. Uh, He will be teaming up with the original show host, Kirk Hogg, Yes, is his real name, uh, who who was already announced. Um, from from according to D D Bradley Baker in a release, uh, an entire generation grew up loving Legends in the Hidden Temple. It was my first television series, and it remains one of the most popular projects I've ever been lucky enough to have been involved with throughout my career. Uh, the Rock is once again ready to roll. Um, they mention, uh, yeah, he, he says this is his first uh, small sampling of his resume: American Dad, SpongeBob SquarePants, Adventure Time, Star Wars: Clone Wars, as well as the video games such as Halo and Gears of War. He is also the voice of Perry. In um, Phineas and Ferb, and does quite a bit of animal voices. Uh, he's also the voice of Dopey in the uh, 7D cartoon uh, as well. Um, the concept behind the movie is uh, in the movie, just like on the show, Olmec will help guide the young visitors to his temple. 
In this case, it will be three siblings who left a boring tour and went off into the jungle only to find themselves in an obstacle-filled adventure that they have to finish to escape alive. And don't worry, besides Olmec and Kirk Fogg, they will encounter our favorite elements from the show along the way, like the Steps of Knowledge, the Temple Entrance, entrance, a lost artifact, and plenty of colorful animals. So, uh, yeah. And then the posters that they have are absolutely amazing as well. So, the Silver Monkey is the best. The Pennant of Life was cool. Um, and, of course, Olmec himself. It's just strange to me that they're making it a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like a TV show. Yeah. So, I, I'll be curious to see it, if they if they start off doing this movie as a way of reintroducing the legend again. Mm. And then go and make it, you know, and giving it that uh, game show feel to it. And then bringing it back with the actual teams for for the series, you know, for the actual series. And, and go back to what, like it used to be. Hmm. Um, I'll be curious to see how it does. Interesting. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it said when, when it was coming out. That almost sounded like the gong from the show. <laughs> um, do they say when this came out? Or when the movie's coming out? I did not see it. Uh, yeah, they don't mention when it's coming out. Uh, that's, stink- you know, that's an important part of the story. When's it coming out? Maybe they don't have a uh, release date yet. Well, let's check IMDb. IMDb. Your well, no, your your DN. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's B or Eric Eric's EA. Um, EA Sports. EA Sports. <laughs> EA Games. Brett's Brett's the reverse. He's DB or BD. <laughs> BD. Yeah. So, Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, TV movie this year. Well, it's going to be on TV. It's not going to be in theaters. No, TV. Oh. Oh, okay, well, that kind of makes more sense. Yeah, actually, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. The, ca- the cast so far. Isabel Moner, M-O-N-E-R, is Sadie. Daniel Kamor as Thack. Okay, they're saying Michael Benier is Olmec, but it's not true. We just said it's D. Bradley Baker. Jet Meyer as Dudley. James Black as uh, the tourist. What is, what else? What do I know him? What do you in? play? I'm the tourist. What else do I know him in? James Black. He looks familiar. familiar. Scorpion for one episode. 
did an episode of Rizzoli and Isles. Something else I know him from. He did an episode of Castle. I want to say he might have been on uh, oh, uh, Law and Order. Is what I'm thinking. Well, I'm going back to 2005. And I'm still not catching anything. A lot of one-offs. A lot of one-offs. Episode here, two episodes there. Uh, he was on. He was a voice in the PJs. He was in the replacements as Ref Number Three, the 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 movie. Um, I swear, he looks very familiar to the guy who plays uh, Detective West. Very familiar. Um, the Burning Zone. We're hitting like 97 here. Yeah, most of his stuff was like one-offs. I think we're putting our audience to sleep. Yeah, we could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Nonsense. Uh, so going back... Uh, Oscar Tor, Torre, its crew leader, Kurt Fogg, Katia Ojeda, Darcy, Darcy Hines, Jarrett Martino, um, that's, uh, David Mitchie, Colin Critchley, and I own Sebastian Torlui. That's your cast at the moment. So... Anyhow, any final thoughts? Because that's going to wrap it up for this week. I'm wasting my life away on that Fallout Shelter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got yeah. it on the iPad on, on my phone. I, I've tried what it. Is that exactly? huh? what it's kind of like uh, it's uh, Sims meets Fallout. You are in charge of a vault. You're overseeing the vault. Wow. They have people that work different, like you have power, food. And, uh, it, water. And water, yeah. And you have to keep everything running and keep all your people happy. And you put, like, a male and a female character into a living space. Uh. The, they, like, about five minutes later, they're having sex and the woman gets pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you, so, so if you need more people in your, uh, in your vaults, you can just put them together. It's just like real life, huh? <laughs> yeah. I actually haven't even, I have to take time to play Fallout. Oh yeah, it's it's a time eater. I've been. Oh yeah, I probably got about at least probably twenty hours in it. I'm yeah. barely scratch the surface of it. Yeah, I want to play it. It's just and, and then you the time. Yeah, and then when you don't have enough weapons, and you get raided, and you right. just can't stop them, and then you get a rad 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 roaches. Oh, they suck. Are the rad roaches the, the yeah. moles? Oh. And, and, and the resurrected character, which takes caps, which are a pain in the butt to get uh, yeah. in the game. <laughs> so it's rough. Yeah. So. That's definitely addicting. I, yeah. I, I've i tried going back and playing it several times and take a different strategy. It's like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be good with it. And then all of a sudden, boom. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
rooms catch on fire, raids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, any other final thoughts? Nope. Then, on that note, um, catch us on iTunes and at Twitter and Facebook and Stitcher and tune in. Also, too, don't forget... To the Batmobile. Let's go. Are you in the market for some new swag? Some comic-themed merch? How about a sweet water keychain of your favorite villain or vigilante? Just hop over to the Weeby Geek site and click the Superhero Stuff link and let the retail therapy commence. Using the link helps support Weeby Geeks because they get a small commission from each sale at no extra cost to you. So get to shopping and thanks for listening. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> so on that note, want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.